Vice President Kamala Harris puts out a cryptic message suggesting furthering measures for mail-in voting. We're going to discuss it, dig into it, see what it means. Then we're going to discuss Ben Shapiro's panel appearance on Real Time with Bill Maher. It was essentially a debate with Malcolm Nance with Bill Maher as the moderator. We're going to get into that. And then we're going to discuss the tragic shooting, the murder, the killing of a Chicago police officer while on duty in the midst of crime-ridden Chicago as the crime rate soars and the mayor seems to not be able to do anything about it or want to do anything about it. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Big episode today. A lot to cover. Um, We're pretty much going to go about it in the sequence of the intro. So Kamala Harris's cryptic message that seems to suggest that they want to push this mail-in voting thing more and more and more so we'll discuss why we think that is then uh ben shapiro's appearance on bill maher and then the 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 fatal shooting of a chicago police officer and her partner who is in a critical condition right now um so earlier i was working out went to get something to eat saw on Instagram uh, that message from Kamala Harris. And I'm gonna actually play the message. It's about a minute long for the audience. You guys could kind of think about it and and, and, and kind of explore what you think it means. And then after I play the message, we're gonna discuss what we think it means. So let me find the clip here. And I've here. often thought these past months about what exactly President Johnson would think about what's going on, especially here in Texas, a state that was as sacred to him as the vote is to democracy. Every iteration of the Texas bill would in some way limit vote by mail, drive through voting, and make it otherwise more difficult to vote. There are similar bills being considered in many other states, bills that would severely limit the options voters have to vote, to make it more difficult for them to vote. And here's the truth. Not everyone can stand in line for hours to vote in person on election day, nor should they have to. Americans deserve options to be able to cast their ballot. And that is why President... I have all... So that's a clip. Uh, seems like a, a, a nice, friendly way of saying vote by mail, vote by mail, vote by mail. Um, <laughs> from your perspective, why now? What do you think they are seeing? What's the strategy behind that? I think, I think uh, 
it's more a continuation more than right now because like they've been pushing that but i think now you know gearing up towards like the primaries yeah you know it's like oh well we need to start securing the bag because i you don't pull well kamala and you know you're going to be taking over because this man can't even finish a sentence so you have to create the advantage that so you mean the primaries of the presidential election or the midterm oh no. primaries? Yeah, the midterm primaries. Oh, okay. But I think now it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, gears, right? Like oh, the primaries, and then after that, I got to start getting ready. So the primaries can serve as like a, a soft rollout of like what's to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. And be like, okay, what what didn't work? What worked? What could we do? And, uh, man, I'm glad we're in a republic. But the thing is, is, like, that's not necessarily great because they still wield a lot of power. They have the House, they have the Senate, and they have the presidency. So you could create a lot of damage if the primaries don't go the Republicans' way. You could still create a pretty solid amount of damage because, I mean, you look at this. It's not even two years in, you know. And and it's already a lot of bad stuff. So awful. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about that the other day. Yeah, how, how bad things have gotten so quickly. Yeah, and I mean, and you see this, and you're like, well, just, just to name a few off yeah. the bat, crime rates are soaring, at least in major yeah. Democratic-ran major cities, and inflation. And people don't want to go back to work because th- there's th- so much Biden bucks out there. Yeah, like next time you take a drive, uh, and this is to the listeners, pay attention to how many restaurants are hiring, how many stores are hiring. Literally every corner you turn, every, I mean, I'm looking at it and it's like now hiring, now hiring, now hiring. Uh, we'll give you this, we'll give you $100, we'll uh, expedite you, you'll start the same day. It's like, even even Bill Maher on the show had a segment on on that, like kind of making fun of it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, uh, Uber will read your screenplay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit like that. It's like, damn, that's that. It's crazy that 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 it, it's it's getting that way because people want to stay home. And it's like, well, of course you want to stay home if you're getting paid the same amount as you would be at work. That's why you don't incentivize people to do that. And I mean, like, and this is not to talk shit, like, oh, people uh, rather stay home. But then you wonder why society turns into this, like, uh, big hub of depressed people with no purpose. Uh, They smoke, drink. That's it. And then... What what is there else after that? Like the, enough enough days doing that. I mean, who the fuck wouldn't be depressed? You know what I'm saying? Like so so you see like how you could culturally affect people. Like look at all these kids that didn't go to school, like like or that haven't been going to school. You know, school is a place where you socialize and you see how the world works. Like it, it's like a it's like a small portion of what the world what the world is or what what's to come as you get older you you get acclimated with society that way uh you know bullies you know bad teachers good teachers friends um people you don't like and these are things that 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 are being stripped away from children yeah Um, and and i agree with your assessment of school because i feel like how i handled myself and i handled certain situation in high school 
really was like a miniature version of how I operated the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, growth, more information, more sophisticated, yeah. but the foundation was essentially the same. Yeah. You find out who you are and how you deal with things. And and when you don't know how to deal with things, it's like, well, those are the questions that are that arise because you're living in a society. That's what you learn from. Yeah. And so to go back to to all of this is like, well, that all, all this stuff leading into these two years, yeah, you get people who don't care who are not paying attention, who are living their quote-unquote best life, and here she's pu putting out a message where, like, oh, we're going to make this the norm. Don't worry about it. Uh, we got you. And so this could easily uh, like turn out to be a very bad situation. And for what? For something as simple as, first of all, going... Well, well let's, let's start from the get-go. Having an ID... Being able to go, show your ID, like a block away from your house. Let's say three, w one to five blocks away from your house. And well, that's how it is in the city. In yeah. some districts, it's much further. It's a little there. further, yeah. But still, it's like one day you travel to where you have to travel to, and and you vote because you care, because exactly. you know you pay attention to these things, and you should. Anyone that's a taxpayer should pay attention. To, to to where their money is going, right? Like, that's just the basics. Um, and the more complex your life becomes, if you invest and if you do this and if you do that, you want to pay attention even more because, well, you want to know where your money's going or what why you're being taxed or why this Shit, is, if you yeah. have kids, you would think you'd want to yeah. pay attention. Like, what world are they growing up in? What, yes. What, what's in store for them? To think about this, think about this. Critical race theory has been around for a very long time. Now it's hitting the mainstream. When is it hitting the mainstream? When it's already integrated in many schools now. And so you you're here thinking shit is sweet as a parent. No, you're being taught like all this like theory. If it's even a theory, it's just a bunch of bullshit, really. Like if you if if you break it down, um, but. Look how long it took for it to be mainstream. We've been talking about all this stuff like way before. We've been talking about this stuff way before Trump was in office. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's how things creep up. That's how things creep up. So when she talks like that, that should well, be a signal. We does this. And yeah. like people, yeah. and that, and that's why like certain things people ought to listen to and be more, more aware of. Yeah. I mean that's why again that's exactly why we have this podcast. We don't have this podcast because a lot of people go, oh you uh, if they want to criticize it or, or like it or whatever. No, we're giving our thoughts on something that we pay attention to, and we figure well we like this. We we're passionate about it. We look into it. Why not create a show where we give our take on it, and then from there. People can at least have an idea of what they're talking about, even if they disagree with us, yeah. even if they disagree, because at least we've formulated the platform where it's like, well, this is what this is all heading to, or this is what the situation is. These are the things you should pay attention to because the news isn't covering it. And well, right now, what we're saying with this Kamala Harris thing is like, this is pretty concerning because um, they have 
all the power right now. And they could do whatever they want. And they're going to push their agenda. And their agenda so far, and, and I'd like for someone to tweet me about this or, 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 or rebuttal this, is terrible. And the results are in. Please show me a result that's good. Besides, he's not paying people's tuitions because we're too broke to anyway. So that's not even good. That's just like, well, we can't. I lied. So, <laughs> so, so that's that. To me, that's uh, that's concerning. Now, do you think, do you think that they'll try to, on a federal level, try and create like a, an executive order where they kind of push that a little bit more? I could see them trying. That's a little bit heavy-handed, and I don't know, legally speaking, how much ground they actually have to be able to do that because when it comes to primaries, that really is like a state-by-state thing. That's kind of what's dope about the way that this nation is set up is like, well... The election fuckery with the the presidency, that was one thing. Yeah. And and when I say fuckery, yes, there are theories out there of the election being rigged. And some of those theories, I think, have a little bit of legitimacy to them. And I think some of those theories have legitimacy to them because of the lack of transparency that took place during the election the other day you me and and vince we were out and we were talking about all of the things that took place during the election and i correlated it with a bbc article from 2016 of an election that took place in africa which it was an investigative report talking about how to spot a rigged election and literally every single one of the points that was made on that article was we had that take place in this election too many voters in certain districts lack of transparency uh a delay in in announcing the results and the list goes on so i I, i'm putting when i say the the presidential election fuckery i'm putting that into context when it comes to the midterms the House seats, the Senate seats, that's a little bit different. That's state by state. So I would imagine that there's less of an opportunity for there to be fuckery, especially in the districts that are already like leaning right. So what I feel Kamala Harris is why she's saying what she's saying and the fact that she's saying it in Texas is that I have a feeling that they're worried not so much about what's going on in the Democratic districts, no. but I have a feeling they're more so worried about the swing districts and they're they're worried about the establishment rhinos getting primaried out because yeah. that helps them a lot. And like, if, I don't know if you know this, but every time a rhino does something, which for people that don't know what rhino is, Rhino stands for Republican in name only, which means essentially you have the label of Republican, but you rock with the Democrats and their agenda and you vote with them and everything like that. For an example, just look at Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, all of those type of people. Well, they help just as much as just as much as an AOC helps. You know what I'm saying? 
So every time they do something, you have Trump putting out a message talking about, oh, well, we're going to primary out no. these people. Because what that is truly scary, because going back, shifting the pendulum, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, it's it doesn't matter if when the pendulum swings to the right yeah it's like doesn't it doesn't affect you that much but now if the pendulum starts swinging to the right and you're gonna get a gang of trump like motherfuckers in 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 congress yeah that makes things increasingly harder for these people just think about the the those 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 two ladies i can't think of their name right now that are in the house right now that uh that are um what's the one uh marjorie green i want to yes, say yeah and then and then the other marjorie green is blonde haired and then the other one uh bobart i want to say is her name that one i'm not familiar with those two look look at the ruckus that they have caused yeah and it's just two two women two women and they're causing so much ruckus for the for the left and they're and, you know, the thing is too they have the patriarchy to worry about so then there's that <laughs> <laughs> so just the fact that they're even there you know you know Bullshit. what I'm saying <laughs> and, and, and so it's just interesting to me because like I, I I feel like they're scared of more of those type of people yeah. because if just a few of them imagine so that imagine means Trump you, never leaves you got this in the Senate no. you got you got you got Ted Cruz and, and Josh Howley. Everybody thinks that oh they should be removed from their office and all of that because they didn't stand they they stood with Trump and everything like that. That's just two guys, yeah. and then in 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 the in and in the House it's just these two women. Yeah, and and all of that like they're causing all this this ruckus. Imagine if you get if you get fifteen people like like Marjorie yeah. Green and the other lady and another four or five senators like Josh Howley and Ted Cruz. Now you're getting more 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 uh uh things on the internet, more more airway, more traction. Yeah. It makes a difference. So I feel like what she's what they're concerned about is not so much the Democrat districts, the swing districts, because if the swing districts are go to Trump like Republicans, but Republic the rhinos being primaried out because the rhinos being primaried out, it essentially s makes Liz Cheney's, Adam Kinzinger's, and Mitt Romney's cease to exist because yeah. they're all right. Well, Which is we, we either we either die on this hill or yeah. we start shifting, we start shifting to the right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they should just die on the hill, and that's just, for them. It's too late for them. But at the same time, too, it's like it's a perfect uh, way to combat. Uh, the general election, the presidential election, because like if 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 we're not going to do anything about making things better and more efficient, all right, cool, you'll never win the house and you'll never win the senate again. You see what I'm saying? It's like well, now you have to deal with two branches versus your one branch. So at that point, you kind of you, you kind of have well, uh, the the Obama situation. Which was like he wasn't able to do much because well you're not gonna do that we, we win, so just uh, the name of the two ladies in in uh, the house is Lauren Bobert and Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah. So I, I was close. I said Bobert, but it was Bobert. Yeah. But yeah, like them two. 
like they'll be wearing masks that'll say like Pelosi shut up or like you know just shit like that where it's just <laughs> like whoa but yeah go ahead finish your point yeah no I mean like it's just that's that's what you uh, that's what you have to do is like like you said before, we in passing, we were just having a conversation about like, well, where do presidential elections go now with the way this last one was handled, which was god awful. Um, Embarrassing. Yeah. And it's a lot harder to control like districts. And it's like, well, then, all right, you could have the general election, you could have the presidential election. I mean, but, but what are you going to be able to do when the people are saying no? Yeah, and that, that's like you said with the beauty of uh, the way exactly. things work. Exactly. Like, are we really for the people that think that it's crazy that 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 you question that Biden legitimately won the election? For the people that say that, if the map is painted red in these in these uh, midterms, are we still crazy? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what does that show? Because the point that I was making, and you and I talked about this the other day, the point that I made during the election is like, what are the odds? What is the likelihood of voting Republic, uh, voting Democrat at the top of the ballot for presidency, but nothing down ballot? Yeah. Or in some, ano- in some anomalies, voting Democrat at the top of the ballot, but voting Republican down ballot? Like, what, what, are, the, what are the odds of that yeah. happening? What are the odds of like, a middle of the night vote dump being ninety eight percent for one candidate. You know mm. what I'm saying? And all you have to do in, in contested districts yeah. or in contested states. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So and everything moved right. I mean, look at how right Florida went. They went right, 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 right. Just Texas, super Chicago right. went more to the right. Yeah, New York went more to the right. LA. So we've talked about this stuff. We does this. I always say that we does this. Listen and learn something. Yeah, just what you what you just said. Like I remember when you had that video where you were actually breaking that shit down, state by state. I mean, we were doing our homework day in, day out, day in, day out. When what we saw happen, it makes no sense. And okay, whatever. Let's say if it is that that's the case, why is there no transparency? Like exactly because yeah. at least. At least you would think, all right, well, for the solidarity and the yeah. unity of the country, well, like, let's show, let's show, like, what's up. And I'm, fi- like, I'm fine with, like, okay, well, there, that's as clear as day. Okay, that was an anomaly. All right, that's fine. At least we got the things that right. we... Right, I'll go back yeah. to the drawing board yeah. and be like, okay, what did I get wrong? What did I not know? But I can't even do yeah. that. Because this shit is so shrouded in secrecy. Yeah, and to me, that's where I hate when someone's like, "Oh, yeah, you could, conspiracy theorists or oh, you don't, you can't accept." The, no, listen, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Because it usually is <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like someone who doesn't know anything about politics or anything about how how like elections, elections, polling, yeah. data, exactly, Any demographics, of none of that. And it's like, how am I supposed to have a conversation with you when you don't even know the bare minimum, like? If this was a fucking software update, your ass is fucking obsolete. Like, you can't keep up with me. Windows 95. Yeah, (laughs) you're on Windows 95. We're on fucking... We're on Mac OS. So it's like, okay, well... I'm clearly going to have the... And then it's funny because when you start having the conversation with people who kind of know about polling, 
the demographics. It's like, what the fuck? Remember when all those uh, districts um, or um, the census switched certain things around? Yeah. Moved to the right? Yeah. So it's like, I every time that I'm like, am I going crazy or am I not knowing? Oh, wait, the census just answered more of my questions. Yeah. The, the country is going more to the right. How can it be? So then to me, it's like the thing that you do when you're when you're in that position like in politics is just be transparent about it like okay well let's let's look into it then and but then what what do we get it's racist for people to have ids what yeah like that's the uh, only that's the only answer that these people can can lend that's the only answer that they can lend is oh well wanting ids is racist yeah. wanting to to verify who you are is racist that's all the that's all they have that's what was so great about uh ron DeSantis when he's like yeah on one hand you guys want to like get, like have like a vaccine card and anywhere people shop and they're just trying to live their normal life you have to ask for that but it's too hard to ask someone for an id to be able to vote and it's like man that's hypocrisy at its finest yeah. only if it works for you and your political side of the spectrum, and to me, that's the that's the thing. Cause like, and, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. But that's one thing that was badass about uh, Ben Shapiro and and Malcolm. Uh, when when Ben Shapiro called him out, was like, you've 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 said like I should be deplatformed. I should do this, this, and that. It's fine if you disagree with me. I disagree with you. I've never asked of that for 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 you at all. Like yeah. I disagree with you, and that's it. That's all. And I feel like the right. The right is fine disagreeing. The the right is fine debating. The the right doesn't try to cancel people. But what it's a little bit fearful for me is like, at what point does it get like where you're gonna get vindictive and you're gonna try and start canceling people? You know what I mean? And then that's when it kind of it kind of could hit like a a weird shift. In the right, because like we always look at it right right now, because the left is so outrageous. But what if the right turns outrageous because of this shit? What if it's like a pendulum swing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the that's the scary part to me is like if people start if we get to the point where it's just a big ass shouting match, and that's I mean, and, and you know? I think that's where, which I think this is a, a good time to segue into the next topic. I think that's where the power and the impact of a Bill Maher comes in because I feel like Bill Maher, well, I don't feel, in fact, he's a, he's shown it, he's displayed this. No. If you present him factual information, in many cases, maybe not in all cases, because he did have Trump derangement syndrome, but remove Trump from the picture and you present Bill Maher with some facts, he seems to like accept it and move on for a perfect example of when that took place is during the the latest episode of real time with bill maher with ben shapiro and malcolm nance when bill maher uh said um oh how how is uh, how would it look how does it look when we have an american president cozying up to a dictator and then uh, ben shapiro said really really when Barack Obama held hands with Fidel Castro's brother at a at a baseball game, really, and like, and Ben Shapiro said that like, with like almost offended, almost. Yeah. 
And Bill Maher was like, uh, all right, yeah, you, you're right. Let's forget that. Like, he, he accepted it. He conceded <laughs> yeah. to the fact because yeah. that is a fact and you can't dispute facts. And that goes back to, like, what we've talked about before about this this cognitive dissonance that people have of, like, living in, oh. in like, an alternate reality is like, dude, yeah. we have to be able to at least agree on the facts. And that is where the power of the moderator comes in. Because the moderator, those that can be impartial and just want the most clear and concise, authentic, factual information, they mediate that yeah. shit. Yeah. Malcolm Nance, several times on, on the show with, uh, with, with uh, Ben Shapiro... Let, got uh, uh, personal with his attacks. Yeah, uh, uh, acted childlike, veered off into into something else. Redefined terms. Redefined terms. Yeah. He's like, oh well, I feel that term has been hijacked. Well, but this is what it is, though. Like you, what you feel is different yeah. than like what is actually taking place. So let's. I'm willing to discuss what you feel, but that's not what we're here to do. Like that's like some personal shit. What we're here to do is discuss like the fact of what critical race theory actually is. Yeah. And so I'm going to play a quick clip from that episode uh, and that gives an example of what I just talked about of Malcolm Nance getting personal yeah. with Ben Shapiro and Ben Shapiro yeah. uh, coming back uh, uh, quite nicely. <laughs> Some fucking bars. Agree that history should be taught. Why are you defending critical race theory, which is not history? Did I not just say a moment ago that I think that term has been hijacked and that's not okay, what we're so talking about? Okay, so let's say critical race thing. I'm going to go back and repeat that I didn't say that. Okay. You, you, you are literally let's defending start. critical race theory by redefining it as just teaching history, which is a cheap semantic trick and you know it. Is this right. what you do on your show because it sucks? <laughs> I, you know, it, it, no. Appreciate that, but I will. I will. I will comfort myself tonight by sleeping on my bed, made of money. I'm sure we have an. I'm sure we. I'm sure we have that. I'm sure we have another adult subject to talk about. Well, Bill Moore was like, "Oh, bars." So great comeback by Ben Shapiro. Um, but but again, it's like you know when you're having a debate with somebody when they delve into the personal, you're winning. Ain't got shit to do with what we just talked about. Is this he what just, you do on your show? Because yeah. it sucks. Oh, okay. But what about critical race theory? Yeah. That's fine. I, I I accept that you think my show sucks. Millions of people don't. Yeah. So cool. Critical race theory. It, but that's why his his the next line after that says, "I'm sure we have another other adult topics to talk about." No, let's talk about this. You're that semantics. You're literally redefining whatever the you. So to you, critical race theory could be like, oh, this is like uh, just whatever it is that I feel like it is. No, no, no. It's There's a definition. Ben Shapiro not only went above and beyond by giving the origins of that, how it started, everything that it is, and then you're trying to redefine it and saying, oh, it's been it's been hijacked. No, no. Either you believe in it or you don't. And, 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 he didn't, and, he and it's say funny it. you brought that up because when Ben Shapiro delves into the origins of critical race theory, the look on Malcolm Nance's face was like, damn, this guy came with his guns loaded. Yeah. Yep. And, and Which I mean, you, anybody that like gets in the ring with Ben Shapiro should expect that because he's recently like got owned on, on remember on the BBC yeah. thing? 
So, and that's not something that happens often. No. So you imagine that any time dude is going to be on either primetime TV or on a show like Bill Maher, he is going to come ready because yeah. I know he doesn't want another moment like the BBC moment. No. And uh, he did his homework. He did his homework on, on dude. And that's like, well, you should. And sh- and sh- so should have that guy like came up with, with uh, or at least known a little bit about Ben Shapiro, know where he was going to be coming from. But he wasn't prepared. And then all he he was attacking all his zingers were attacks because remember the first zinger was like that was the first thing he said was like oh yeah you trick people into paying twenty eight ninety nine for your book what does that have to do with anything trick people what oh which reminds me I had to buy that book <laughs> <laughs> great ass shit I've been I've been tricked into yeah. paying twenty eight ninety nine for it I've been tricked into it. Yeah, it's Big like Ben, you didn't did it again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to me, it's like, um, I mean, it, and that—that that was the great part about it too. Is like when when Bill Maher was talking about how the right, you only talk about the left. He's like, wait, hold on, hold on. You're talking about Trump, someone that's not elected into office anymore, and then you're talking about Tucker Carlson, who is not a government official. So, you could talk about these people. I'm talking about people that are elected now, yeah. today. That are making the courts, the yeah. FBI, the presidency, a hundred percent. And so, and so, a lot of times he was shutting down even Bill Maher as a moderator. Down, the question already was being dismantled as Bill Maher was, you know, asking it because, well, he's like, well, yeah, and then, and then Bill Maher at times would be like, um, he'll say something to k- kind of get at the right or, or some of the authoritarian side of the right, and then Ben Shapiro. And, and true Ben Shapiro passion uh, or fashion was like, well, yeah, I don't agree with that aspect, but that doesn't mean that again that the people that are elected now that are creating like these vaccine pa- or want to push the vaccine passport, want to push this one. These are the people elected now. This is what I'm talking about. What's going on today, and so he doesn't get tunnel visioned into into things. And uh, man, he came with his A game. The, the other guy. Now, one thing that he was saying it, it, is even memorable, you know? No, n- not at all. And I thought that it was great on Bill Maher's part where he stood up for Ben Shapiro when Malcolm Nance w- said, my great-great-grandfather who was a slave and ran away and joined the Union Army to fight the Confederacy in the Civil War to end slavery, you're saying that that's bullshit. And what he was saying is, that Ben Shapiro was saying that's bullshit because he doesn't rock with critical race theory. And Ben Shapiro was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, me being against critical race theory has nothing to do... And he even said with the fact that your grandfather's a hero. He even called his grandfather a hero. Yeah. And then, and then, and then the you know, uh, Malcolm Nance just wanted to disregard it. And, and Bill Maher stood up for him. He's like, whoa, he didn't say that. That's not what he's saying. Yeah. And yeah. then Bill Maher later on said... When they were talking about like the whole white guilt thing, which I think is like the most repulsive shit, like a white guilt is like when anytime I see a white person that like has some sort of inkling of white guilt, it's it's so cringeworthy. It's yeah. like shut the fuck up. You have just get out of here with that shit. Yeah. And and but I like that that Bill Maher was like I didn't do anything to your great grandfather. It's like I shouldn't be. What do I have to be guilty yeah. for? Yeah, and, and the thing is, it was like it was such a short span of time 
because like once you started talking about critical race theory, it, it could have delved into well then because because then uh, Bill Maher asked her like an excellent question. He said, "Well, then what do you attribute it to?" And they didn't even get to answer that because like Ben Shapiro would have got real busy when it came to statistics. That's his game. He could have talked about culture. He could have talked about the politics behind it all. He could have talked about a lot of stuff, but they didn't get to that. And I mean that that's kind of what happens when it's condensed. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like the the which, by the way, this is this is a time to to be proud. This is a week to be proud of the people that are making these moves, like Tim Pool, Charlie Charlie Kirk versus Vouch. I think that's yeah. the dude, the YouTuber's name. You had uh you had Bill Maher do this. Then you had uh, Joe Rogan didn't really have a debate, but Joe Rogan had that uh, moment where he's talking about how like great this country is and how like these vaccine passports and and like the mandations. Or the 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 vaccine mandates, like he had like a little monologue on that and what he his thoughts were. It's a great time to look at the people that are that are making the right like choices when it comes to this stuff, and from all different sides of the aisle. Like yeah. not even the intellectual dark web strikes again. Yeah, and it's like, well, this you're not getting this from from mainstream CNN, media. No, yeah, you're not. Dan. Uh, 10 seconds in this in this pool that we're swimming deep in Don Lemon's head will explode oh yeah he'll just jump into he'll be you know who he would be he'd be Samuel Jackson in that one movie where he's giving that like he's about to start talking and the shark eats him oh deep blue sea <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be Don Lemon he's like am I late to the party oh he just gets eaten and then that's it cause like you can't you can't swim in a, full, in a pool full of sharks these are these motherfuckers that do this shit and so it's kind of kind of like a hopeful feeling like oh wow this these nice. things are it, happening yeah it's nice like somebody has to do it yeah yeah and, and and to me it's like it's about the conversation you know like charlie kirk vouch uh or vouch i think that's how vouch. you say it yeah um which which i thought charlie kirk well i think you were telling me because i didn't even know they debated you told me about the debate so then i watched parts of it and 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 I, yeah, I do agree. Like Charlie Kirk, kind of, at times he asked like too many questions, and then wasn't really giving a point, and wasn't like flushing out the answers, and then wasn't holding Vouch accountable to certain things. Because mm-hmm. like there were certain times that he, that that Vouch sounded reasonable, but then in sounding reasonable, he was shitting on his own ideas or on his own side, political yeah, side I, I of the think spectrum. Vouch. I think his sharpest weapon in that debate was that he sounded like articulate with everything. Yeah. But I did find some some contradictions. Yeah, and I think and then I think Charlie Kirk was a little bit more witty. Like I, I thought it was great when Charlie Kirk was like, Can I just point out the irony here that I'm on the right, you're on the left, but you're defending Big Pharma and I'm actually against it. Yeah. And, yep. and then Vouch, like, Vouch almost like looked like he was spazzing because yeah. to be, to be, because I think he, 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 uh, he labels himself a libertarian socialist, socialist which yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. But obviously, basically so- libertarian. But obviously, socialist. Obviously, the socialist part. You definitely should like you know classically not rock with big pharma. Yeah. 
So he looked like he was spazzing and he couldn't believe that Charlie Kirk said that and Charlie Kirk just had fun with it. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's there, there's no irony in that. There's not. And he's like, yeah, that is ironic. That's what irony is. And it yeah. was just, it was funny that he was able to like really get under his skin with that. Yeah. Which correlated with the debate. See, the shit that, that Malcolm Nance did, he tried to get under Ben Shapiro's skin, but like that's a cheap shot because that has nothing to do with the debate. Oh, is yeah. this what you do on your show? Because it sucks. No. Charlie Kirk bringing up Vouch's stance, uh, standing with Big Pharma. Well, this has to do with the vaccine. Yeah. But, which is the yeah. topic of discussion, the topic of debate. And, and to me, too, it's like it's wittier and also like it's rooted in, in the debate. Whereas all the attacks from Nance were like, I know the audience here. They're just going to cheer at anything I say. I have home field advantage. So he could have been like, uh, Ben Shapiro, you're short. And people would have been like, ah! <laughs> and then, of course, yeah, you're at a Bill Maher show. <laughs> what you expect, you dumbass? So, Which I like how Bill Maher <laughs> gives that credence at the beginning, yes. saying, like, you know, I respect you for coming on here. This is a, a, obviously a tougher crowd for you yeah. than, than it is for people on the left. Even Ben was like, oh, damn, thank you. <laughs> and then people started changing. Like, Maybe not. <laughs> but it, it was it was badass. Like These are the moments that you like because these are the conversations that should be had more often and then not, not be a shouting match and not be what politics is turning into now. And like what what's scary because what it could turn into more going forward, you know? because of because of all the factors that we've really covered for for what five years now six five, five years yeah he does this learn something yeah so so i mean you could literally uh it, it's actually pretty crazy because like now thinking about it watching or listening to this show from the beginning c certain aspects of it and, and really like i remember we had like a trial uh, of like when we first started just to kind of see where we were at there were some things we were saying that ended up like coming true yeah many things and it's like holy fuck <laughs> we, we, how how close to the mark was that like if this was darts we would have been undefeated yeah like and it's because we're looking at see the way you look at things is like this is the issue now this is a current issue what could happen from now due to this and and those are things that you ought to think about as a as a regular person because like your life changes like life culture changes society changes you don't want to be you don't want to be in the middle of something that you don't even understand anymore because you just were like oh well yolo i'm living my life yeah oh yeah but you what about aren't you gonna nah man those aren't the vibes <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I guess. It's I guess. All about the vibe. Yeah. I was like, all right. Well, good luck. <laughs> Best of luck to you. So, so yeah. This was uh, a, a moment to be proud of. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to point out. Uh, all of those great things that took place within the last week. Um, moving on to our next uh, topic. So we covered crime in the city plenty. Um, the storm crime rate here in Chicago and actually in all like major cities that are ran by Democrats, uh, the crime rate is out of control. Yeah. We've discussed how it has to do with things that took place last year during the riots and 
these politicians not speaking out against it actually in in many cases siding with the rioters certain district attorneys siding with the rioters the black lives matter movement the movement that rather than look at whether or not a shooting of somebody a shooting and killing of somebody is justified you automatically go into demonizing the police rather than politicians being ballsy and coming out and being like okay well i understand how this looks and i understand how this may make people feel but these are the facts and this is what the law dictates rather than than those things they they lean in to the emotion they lean in to the irrationality and they essentially incentivize victimhood mentality they incentivize crime and they don't they don't uh, prosecute it so it just continues and it gets out of hand and and it it gets to the point where it is now and recently in chicago over the weekend two officers were shot one was killed both young uh one was a young mom uh another guy the other the partner had a family and it made it this actually made national news like these two officers and what the news the media is calling an ambush it made national news I'm going to play. I found this on Twitter. It's kind of crazy. I don't know like how or I came across or whatever, but it's sort of a gem in the sense of of um, of of information because I don't even know. I haven't seen this from the media or anywhere, anything. It's the scanner transmission from Damn. from the, the shooting. So you're going to hear the officer in distress. Uh, call that there's been an officer down. It's about a minute long, so I'm gonna play this and then we'll we'll get into the discussion. I got an officer down. Ten one ten one six three and Bell. Officer down. Officer down. Shots fired at the police. Officer down. Male black, a blue Cubs jersey. He's shot at the police. Six three and Bell. Give me some units. Seven one three. Stay off my air, stay off my air. Everybody stay off the air. I got an officer down, 6-3 and bail. Start rolling. I got an officer down, 6-3 and bail. Officer shot, officer shot, officer down, 6-3 and bail. Give me some units. I want a perimeter set up at the location looking for a male black and a blue cuff shirt. A blue cuff shirt with a male black. Perimeter set up two blocks east, north. Where are you black? Okay, I got a all black. Give me two ambulances, two ambulances needed for two male, two officers down, two officers down. 7637 Adam, 10-4, we got them coming. 6-1 boy, get those officers right there at the corner, 6-3 in Bell. I want a perimeter set up three blocks north. God damn, that's heart-wrenching. Yeah. Um, Ken, first off, great job by that dispatcher. Like, imagine how hard it must be for a dispatcher. You could tell it's like you want to physically do something, but all you can do is like communicate you yeah. know they and like give the best most concise communication that you that you possibly can great a oh yeah yeah the dispatcher did a, a great job um i want to say something about this situation that i think it's gonna be a little bit controversial um i don't care that it's controversial um i think it's important to say though 
as I see the, the news feed about this and the media talking about it and people on social media talking about it, and like all these these postings on on social media of like you know the thin blue line and back the blue and blue lives matter and everything like that i i can't help but feel a sense of hypocrisy from many people and the reason that i feel hypocrisy from many people is during the election and while certain discourse was going on I didn't hear anything from a lot of these people that are posting about Blue Lives Matter back to blue everything like that when we did episodes and put out clips about how Kamala Harris thought and 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 implored people to go and bail out Black Lives Matter rioters people that were burning down stores and looting and, and we had a discourse with certain people, people that were defending the actions of those people. There were a lot of people that di didn't want to have discourse about these things. They didn't have anything to say. Oh, I don't want to get involved. I have nothing to say. I have no opinion. Hmm. When we posted things about the election and, and, and talking about how one president actually stood with police, meanwhile, the, pre the current president, the guy that, that they say won, didn't even want to show support of police. And, and actually, the vice president, at a certain point, couldn't even get her to say whether or not she was for defunding the police or not. People didn't have anything to say. So, the, hip the sense of hypocrisy comes from, well... Where's that same energy now? Oh, because, oh, everybody is posting this? You're a fucking sheep is what you are. Oh, back to blue. Let me post this thing of a badge because this person, I knew this person. This person was close. Oh, this one hits close to home. Fuck you. For every libertarian out there that didn't vote for Trump, but you, oh, you claim you wanted freedom, but didn't understand that it takes baby steps to get to where you need to get. Fuck you like you people are the problem oh well no nah, bro it's because like, i i don't want to i don't want to be disliked uh, uh uh you know i just want to drink this beer and watch the whack-ass bears fuck you no. oh i don't want to say nothing you don't want you don't want to say nothing you don't want to upset that jive-ass bitch that you're trying to fuck fuck you like everybody has something to say now that this life was lost i'm not saying you have to have a podcast I'm not saying you have to make music or movies about it or write articles. I'm not saying you have to do the shit that we do, but you won't even have the balls to have the discourse. Oh, but look, I have a beer. I have a drink. I'm out with my friends. Oh, it's such and such his birthday that you, you'll post. And then when somebody gets killed that you know or is close or something, oh, RIP, RIP. No. I want to point something out to all of those people. I want to point something out as, as I was doing my research for the episode. I came across a few things on Twitter and and for all you people that don't want to ever get involved, never have anything to say, never have any discourse, I would like you to know that the other side hates you. I want you to know that. I want you to know that the reason that the other side gets corporations and the government to bend the knee, 
the the courts to bend the knee shit even to some extent the trump administration to bend the knee is because they talk about this shit they won't shut the fuck up about it while you guys run off and drink your little beer barbecue in your little backyard and are oblivious to what's going on let's read a few tweets on twitter for for officer french from people that 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 uh clearly hate the police hate you and hate what you stand for R.I.P. Officer French. The P stands for piss. Ha ha ha. R.I.P. Officer French Fry. Blue Lives Matter. Oh yeah, I always thought that the Smurfs should get the respect that they deserve. What's another one? Blue Lives Matter. Yeah, my mailman works real hard. Blue Lives Matter. What else? What else do we have here? Oh, a picture of Sonic. Blue Lives Matter, the cookie monster. This happens... And they mobilize and they make fun of the shit that you're on. Why? Because they're on this shit day and night. You motherfuckers don't even have the balls to have discourse. So why do you have an opinion now? Yeah. Keep the same energy. Why do you care now? Yeah. Yeah, this is it's important the things that you just said because when you post the stuff that you post now, or when you say, Oh damn, this sucks, this sucks, oh rest in peace, this isn't that does nothing. And in and in a way you actually helped shape the road to get to that point by saying nothing. Because again, what we just talked about, the discourse between people that disagree, that's important. That's important because people take a stance on what they believe or or oh wow, now I see it differently and and it matters. It matters and it all boils down to they want one they want one inch then they want two they want three they want feet they want miles they want football fields and football fields and exactly state I, lines. i'm not saying that having discourse or who you vote for would have necessarily made this not happen but what i am saying is kamala harris saying oh bail out black lives matter support uh, supporters and rioters people that were looting is the infancy of the mindset that drives this type of yeah. shit kim fox uh oh uh, uh, what what was it that they passed the legislation that they passed and she supported that anything under 300 dollars that you steal no. is okay it's a slap on the ribs no, no. that's the mindset that drives this type of stuff no. so when there's time to have a discourse about it when when things like this spark and and the 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 Republican president that actually stands yeah. with Officer French, not for because we know that the mayor of Chicago doesn't, we know that Biden doesn't, we know that Kamala Harris doesn't. You pointed out a tweet that was very important from the mayor uh, about oh, but from Jack Posobiec. Yeah, yeah. The what did it say? Said, uh, uh, the mayor uh, today, a matter of fact, she said. She said, uh, some say we do too much for the police. Some say we don't do enough. Uh, let's stop all this. The real problem is guns and the violence they cause. So, yeah, a gun was used as a tool in this, but the gun didn't get up and walk and, and kill the officer. What a, what a way to respect the police by getting real political about it, using this situation as a political pawn for your agenda. Oh, you really care about the police. Yeah, no. I really believe her, too. And there's a time to have an opinion about things. There's a time to be informed about things. There's a time to enjoy life about things. 
goddamn, like, where would we be? Honestly, think about this. And, and and it's so great that in the last segment, you brought up the things that, that we've seen this week from Tim Pool, Bill Maher, Joe Rogan, guys like, like Vince and his articles, uh, Critic at XL, the shit that we're doing. Think about where would the country be if there was like no alternative source of information? Because if, if people relied on the fucking primetime nightly news and CNN and MSNBC, if there was no fucking Tucker, like where would things be? They yeah. would be in a bad place. And so the least, nobody's asking you to be the next Tucker Carlson or the next Ben Shapiro or the next Crowder or the next Tim Pool or the next us or the next Vincent Williams. But what we are asking you to do is be somewhat informed, have an opinion about something, stand for something, have the balls to speak out about something at some point, not just when it's knocking on your door, because anybody can do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you think that, and we talked about this uh, a couple of episodes ago, you think that it's going to get better, but it's not. Things things take its course. Remember, Bill, HB 3653, that was passed. It's going to get worse for police. It's going to get worse. These people are putting themselves in danger to serve and protect. And, and then you read those tweets about the people who don't really care about that shit. That's not just not caring. That's Because the motherfuckers that I'm addressing now, they just don't care. Yeah. Though that's hate, exactly. You yeah. said it right there. That's hatred, and that's and that's where it leads down to. And, and the people that I'm addressing, after this, the, the dust settles from this, they'll go back yeah. to drinking their beer, watching their whack ass bears. They'll forget all about this, but we'll still be here doing what we do, cause we does this, learn something, and at some point. If and when these things come knocking at your door, keep that same energy. Keep that same energy because you look like a hypocrite. Agreed. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.